0: Lot Talk Radio.
1: If you would, please, maestro, please play a tune that fits the appropriate
0: sequence.
1: I'm not drunk, folks. I'm just telling it like it is. While we wait on the music, let's listen to these a lovely... Teacher,
0: a first-time mom and a this
1: mom... Maybe not that.
0: Well, able to generate the Oh, we All hail to the new king. Party, man. No, <laughs> no, Tell me
1: what my name is Brian Rails, Brian Rails, Let's
0: see here. Let's
1: see here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm still watching AEW. I'm still partying like it's 2022 because it is 2022. Allow me to introduce to you, I do to put this, <laughs> oh goodness, it's been a minute, so what do I have on top for tonight, since I didn't watch WWE Raw and I did not watch, well, you know, it's been a while, hmm. Talk about familiar faces, and holy shit, Hangman Page is getting bloodied to shit. God Almighty, the crimson mask. He just put the steel in his mouth, the sick bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show a familiar voice. The voice that gave this gimmick
0: life.
1: No, it's ain't Frankenstein. This is Wrestle Radio Network, and we're back in business, motherfucker. Please welcome to the show, Jake Ryan.
2: Hello, 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 wrestling world. It is I, Jake Ryan, is back. He's back in black. He's ready to go, and we are live.
1: It feels so good to have you back, my friend.
2: Oh, yes. It feels good to hear my melodic voice back on the airwaves of my baby Russell Radio Network.
1: For those of you who don't remember this man, allow me to introduce you to the man who created Russell Radio Network. That sounds self-florifying, but on May 25th, I don't know the exact circa date. Uh, Jake, you want to help me out? Uh, My mind's too blurry to remember right now But it's been a long time It's alright, so we'll get down to the nitty gritty WWE is floating around like a fish out of water I um, I honestly did not watch Raw But I saw that Io Shirai was back on NXT To uh, head off a beatdown from Cora Jade uh, from Mandy Rose I also got wind that... Uh, well, a lot of people are headed back to NXT since I've seen AJ Styles there. Let's see here. Um <laughs> God, okay, I'm drawing up blank Okay, Dolph Ziggler was on the list. Okay, I know that somebody else is headed there. Apollo Crews, there it is. Apollo Crews is headed back to NXT. So, NXT might be making a small comeback to say the least, maybe not. May not as uh, influential as it once upon a time was from 2013 to about 2018, 19, give or take, folks. I'm being very generous here. Um, so yes, Braun Breaker is still the NXT champion. I I'm kind of falling Let's asleep in the men. Let's get my two cents out of this. Let's yeah. get my
2: two but, out of this. So 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 Raw Raw has been very lackluster. For going on years now. As much as I love the WWE, as much as I was a fanboy of it, the really the only thing that's keeping the WWE afloat right now is Roman Reigns. That's that's and you can agree with me partner, is that Roman Reigns is the best thing going for WWE. I Second most
0: definitely
1: that. would have Well yeah, because Roman Reigns and the, the feud with Brock Lesnar, now the feud with Seth Rollins is completely gold. And we were there at the Rumble together, so we saw from different vantage points, Seth Rollins really did bring out the best in Roman Reigns. I mean, I honestly, folks, without Roman Reigns, despite you thinking, oh, I can't stand him as champion, let me bring home a few points. The ratings would dip, Below the numbers 1.86, and yes, they are up. The numbers are up for WWE in ratings. However, uh, minus Roman with a 2.13 rating and a 1.87 to a 1.47. So, imagine, folks, what that mm-hmm. WWE would look like. It would be off of probably... Lesnar lost to be,
2: has been very, very predictable. For example, yeah. you and I, literally sat at a restaurant in St. Louis, and, I literally, and you sat and heard me. I said, I literally said, if Ronda was in the Royal Rumble, she was going to win it. And whoever lost their championship at the Royal Rumble was going to enter the Royal Rumble and
1: win it.
0: That's
2: how predictable
1: could... that is. Well, I told the, uh, well, his hit. He shall who not, not be named. Lord Voldemort, let we we'll call him. Let's call him Lord Voldemort.
2: He shall not be named.
1: Yeah, it was just... Baltimore. Just leave it at that. Okay, he basically said, oh no, she's got a kid. She won't be, you know, anywhere near the rumble. She's not coming back. Dum, da-dum, dum, dum. Yes, she is. And yes, she is the reason why the women's division got life breathed back into it.
2: Because right now,
1: in the women's division right now,
2: you're missing Bailey, You're missing Oscar. Those are your two heavy hitters right now that are, that are gone. Also on top of that, when are we going to stop giving Charlotte Flair the women's title? Because before the whole Ronda so Before the whole Ronda thing happened When she entered the Royal Rumble when she was announced That she was going to be in it I legit thought That she's going to be the one to win it And be the first women's champion To get to pick her opponent For Wrestlemania Because you know how WWE works Feed everything To Charlotte Foyer She's going to be the first to do Everything
1: I think just can't the problem tell me is different. Well no, I am not gonna disagree with you. Because Charlotte Flair is the end all be all in the women's division right now. Until Char- until Charlotte met her match I hate saying this. As bland and generic as Ronda Rousey's gimmick is, she has gotten better. I will admit Ronda Rousey has gotten better. Mike work needs some work still. Um I don't know. I owe you an ass whooping. Just like I owe you an ass whooping. Can you say she's not wrong? I mean, I don't know if she's going to go after Becky after she beat Charlotte, so she'll be the uh, Two Belts. <laughs>
2: so, 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 are we also heading
1: toward the end of the brand
2: split again? Because the way it's looking right now, if I, like right now, February, a week before the Elimination Chamber, Brock Lesnar will walk out of the Elimination Chamber as the WWE champion. 100% guarantees. And then at WrestleMania, you're going to get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a title unification match. For pretty much, and I do think Roman's going to win, that too. And Roman will be the undisputed champion, and the universe. And, and personally, I think the WWE championship will just go away.
1: The undisputed championship does not feel the same with the man who currently resides in AEW because he. And I know, like I said, I know of a certain somebody, and I'm not going to keep mentioning Satan's name. I'm going to mention this factoid for you. When WWE had Chris Jericho with the Undisputed Championship in tow, Chris Jericho essentially helped create the most historic night in professional wrestling history by defeating The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same night. So when we're referring to Roman Reigns being the Undisputed Champion, I'm not opposed to it because, He already garnishes so much hate and so much uh, disgust from the audience. Great, that's what a heel is supposed to do, people. But the problem is, how many more superstars can he Roman Reigns, I you know, out of curiosity. So the thing is though, but
2: here's what I think though: Roman Reigns will leave. WrestleMania champion, but I think the WWE championship goes away, like completely gone. So it will be the WWE Universal Championship. Um, So the WWE Championship will will be
1: obsolete after WrestleMania. I... See, here's my thing. Since I'm actually going to Mania, folks, another former co-host of this you know, an awesome, awesome lady named Granny Hulkster. Um I don't know what I'm going to be getting by going to this, but I do know that I've been to enough Mania to know that WWE disappointed fans since Mania 29. Okay, They only had maybe one or two good matches on the card, and as far as Continuity goes with Roman Reigns Going into Wrestlemania 38 And I think If I'm not mistaken Seth Rollins May or may not be coming back I'm not sure But I do but know that
2: WrestleMania... So what So so, The one we went to in, Was it 33 was the one you and I Went to in Orlando Florida
0: Yes
1: the one where they ran out Of water
2: <laughs> Well not just that um, the only one thing, the good, the one good thing that happened that entire show was the Hardy return. That was it. We and all knew that Roman was going to be the Undertaker that night.
1: See, the thing is, I ooh, I remember that show too. I remember the show we did out in the um, rental van, and I just remember feeling so pissed off. It was like, I knew something was off with Taker, but you know you never know, understand the reasonings behind why people book things the way they do. And with Roman Reigns, he said, I did not want to be the guy to put Taker away. You WWE didn't kind of blemish Taker's record. They destroyed it. The Undertaker... Imagine what Arn Anderson said. Now he resides in AEW. Imagine hearing the words, you will never find another individual that wins 21 times at WrestleMania. That is unprecedented. It will not be done again. And if they do decide to do it again, that is shitting all over the legacy of The Undertaker. Sorry, folks. But uh, I was there at Mania 30 when he lost the first time. And I was there again three years later to see him lose again to a guy that literally got the diesel push because you know, he has more charisma than diesel and he's more interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kevin nationally has, you know, three, four moves. But point is I remember the only pops of the night was when Taker lost to Roman. And you just see a bunch of fans walking out into the parking lot, ripping up signs, Throwing beer bottles on the ground. People just mm-hmm. looking completely disheveled and in disgust that The Undertaker lost his second match. They destroyed, not his legacy, but they destroyed the man, the myth, the legend of The Undertaker's... Uh, or No, not man, the myth, the legend. They destroyed his mystique of his personally, WrestleMania. Yeah. So, personally...
2: If I would have chose Undertaker's way out for him to actually lose it, I would have, I would have either had him lose it the year before to CM Punk, or have him retire with him with, with the record intact, or either, I either or pass the torch on to like Bray Wyatt if he was still in the WWE. But Vince is Vince. Vince is how it's gonna go. Vince is or Nick Khan, or whoever's head of talent relations in WWE now. You've literally shit the bed. Keith Lee debuted this week in AEW, who is back to being limitless, not the Bearcat we got in WWE. We get the limitless. We get the right Keith Lee we wanted to get. We're getting... Brian Danielson wrestling, how Brian Danielson should wrestle. We're getting John Moxley as John Moxley. Not the not the lunatic fringe in WWE. We're getting the real. Like AEW is nothing but like the real. Like the wrestlers being themselves, not freaking... I mean, I'm still waiting on Warbo to freaking kill somebody, but that's coming soon. But What AEW is putting on right now, WWE, I can literally give a backseat to. Like, right now, my top three promotions in wrestling right now are AEW, Impact, WWE. And that's coming from a guy who's watched WWE since he was a kid. You
1: know, dude.
2: Here's the thing.
1: If not three, then four. Well, dude, here's the thing. GCW, AEW, MPJW, what do they have that WWE is lacking? Uh, The organic feel from the audience is the number one fucking thing. WWE, okay, I'm not going to sit here and bash like I used to, but I'm going to definitely criticize because we all know – that WWE has is running on fumes. They've gotten better, but when you look at AEW and them and you look at GCW, this is the modern day WWE or F back in the day, ECW and WCW allow me to parallel all three. GCW would be a better, more constructed (laughs) version of uh, ECW WCW, but better, modernly better constructed and better Impact. with social media. AEW, WWE. AEW. Well, yeah, well AEW. Sorry, well, because WWE, cause, cause,
2: cause, cause, cause Impact right now. So if you think about this, so, so so spitballing here. You and I are great friends. You and I, fans of this game. But the thing is, like, rem, let me give my criticism here. So so my criticism here. So pretty much. GCW is your modern day ECW. AEW is your modern day WCW. Impact is pretty much your Impact in New Japan is pretty much your new New Japan. WWE is just still WWE. There's no there's no because literally what AEW and what Impact and New Japan are all doing is long-term booking. That's what they're doing. Like, example, as much as I hate Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona is freaking killing it on the Indies right now. And the only historic thing that happened at Royal Rumble was Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James showed up to the Royal Rumble. Being mentioned on, on screen, she's the Impact champion. Impact Women Champion and that she wore the belt to the ring of another promotion. WWE has never done that, except for NWA back
1: in the 90s. My thing is, dude, okay. If WWE wants to break things open, quit being so campy with your product. Let me give you an example of what I mean by campy. Okay. Drew McIntyre, top tier talent. Aaron Corbin and Madcap Moss. I mean, Riddick Moss, Madcap, whatever you want to call the guy. Those three gentlemen are in this really cheesy-ass feud because all of a sudden you see at day one and start off the new year, the backstage interview. How convenient. Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss seen in the back, beating the other fuck out of McIntyre. And it begs the question, WWE, when are we going to see color? Because everyone else is using color. I know it shortens careers. I know that uh, a lot of people are not fond of it because it's a kid's show. It's more PG-oriented. It's becoming less and less PG-oriented with some of the promos that be going on WWE, but... Let me give you an example. Campy meaning, it's not organic. It sounds very fucking move. It's like script. the scripts and rehearsal, dude. Karen, fuck, team. Like robotic. It's it's very robotic. It's like last week, I blah blah blah. You know, and our, this is not 1996. So, to whomever is writing this bullshit, please stop. Please take a step back, look in the mirror, and say. Boy, you know, enough people, you know, have complained, and we won't people please everyone. But the reason why audiences are shortening at WWE events is because their product is very campy, cheesy, and not very well put together. Yes, the storylines are consistent with Roman Reigns' current feud. You know, with, I don't know why, but... Yeah, Bill Goldberg. Fucking sakes. Oh, my God. You pulled, Why? You pull his name yeah. out of the hat. Why Hold did on, you... Stop. Pull- stop.
2: stop. Stop. Why does WWE, I know I love the nostalgia act of Goldberg, but he nearly killed Undertaker two years ago. Or last oh, yeah. year. Two years ago. So, what so, 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 so was the last year? He nearly Undertaker. He nearly killed The Undertaker two years ago. Not only that, as much as I love Goldberg, you need to give Roman Reigns... I mean, I know that was supposed to be the WrestleMania match a couple of years ago, but you need to build... Like, if, if I wanted to put Roman Reigns into a match at freaking Elimination Chamber, give him Kevin Owens. Give him somebody that's younger, that won't kill. Watch, I bet you 100% Roman Reigns has a life insurance policy on him before Elimination Chamber. Because I guarantee you, he may get dropped on his freaking head. It might be on accident, but Goldberg's too damn old to be doing this.
1: And, um, you know, folks. I know we said we we're going to be differently doing shows and doing reviews, and it's just the first night back, so allow me to, uh, <laughs> let's see here if I can find it. Please, so please
0: bear with us.
2: It's the first show back, and we wheel got to keep turning, so it'll all smooth itself out. So, yes,
1: but, uh, as far as, the uh, Goldberg, at, well, you know, he's a great guy, but I'm going to play for you where I, the sentiment that I find Goldberg, so, um, if I just can get this thing fixed here, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a section called Hot or Not, and right now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break from the, you know, criticism of what have you, and just get this shit started. Ah, here we go. So, allow me to, um play for you all a little bit of hot not game so under the not category is mr goldberg (laughs) not okay jade cargill i mentioned her before so i'm not gonna mention her but you know something aqa oh happy day she's under the Hot category because that girly has a smooth shooting star press. So,
2: so, 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 on the top of the chain of J Cargo, uh, she is still green. I don't know. As much I a of love AW as well, I still think I she needed to be a little more tuned up for her to get that belt. I think Ruby should have got it. So that's
1: just my I. Uh, I honestly think she's a blend. Of two people from WWE put together. If you put Alicia, Alicia, well, that's well. For me, it's Alicia Fox and a little bit of uh, I'm on my own against the wall. Bianca Belair, I, you know, so that's so, J- so
0: I
2: understand. I get your, I get your deal. So I mix her with the Alicia Fox like personality but that also that best phoenix attitude power
1: yes because she just is so strong i mean she picked up aqa like she was nothing um as far as you know the credibility goes for jade i mean <laughs> what else can you say i mean is there any i think i would love to see probably has already been done, but Mercedes Martinez versus Jade Cargill, Deeb. Serena Deeb, my God, excellent, excellent work so far. My goodness. You want to talk about somebody who gets it in uh, the women's division, aside outside of Britt Baker? I would say, from a personal standpoint, I would definitely say Serena Deeb is very underrated.
2: I agree with that. I'll, I'll take to that, uh, but also what I think with AEW right now with especially Serenadeem they have to be building the something because they're giving rookie people five minute rookie challenges, so someone in there is going to be like experienced and my vote is me AM.
1: somewhere down the line
0: Well, I That's also think well,
1: yeah, uh, let's see. They've got a lot of work, you know, to do with their Japanese talent. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, let's see here. Dear Lord, someone's out for injury. Could there possibly be any other uh, surprise talents that would be going to AEW again? Um, I'm going to actually partner. Let's see. Let's um <laughs> Let's start off, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly, which is a new thing that I came up with off the top of my head. So the good, bad, ugly of AEW Dynamite's latest edition. So we're going to start from the top to bottom. We're going to rate it good, bad, or ugly, folks. And uh, the MJF promo, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, FTR to begin the night. I'm going to load up this cue here, folks. Yes, I'm going to go with Oh Happy Day as part of the fucking sound effect because I'm broke ass and actually just didn't have the queue up, folks. So forgive me because I'm scared and I'm nervous. Anyways, Ah-hem. so, the, okay, let's move on. CM Punk interrupted MJF. That's part of the good also because it was really fucking amazing. El uh, Alidolo with Darby Alvin. And Sting, and is really—is there any part? Well, that I give it get a medal. So I'll give it a medal. So uh, propositions propositions uh, Darby Allen, and then proceeds to have a dick-pissing contest with "I'm going to be the champion." No, I'm going to be the champion. Yeah, <sighs> uh Warlow versus Blade. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that was the fucking ugly. Uh, it wasn't ugly. My bad. It was bad. So, <laughs> so uh, you second. already
2: know my stance on Wardlow. yeah,
1: bless you. Who put it on mute? You for bet. those who or... don't
2: know, for for those who don't know, I love Wardlow. As soon as Wardlow turns on MJF, that dude is gonna be shot to the moon, and that dude will be a world champion probably by the end of the year. Full prediction of 2022, Wardlow will be AEW
1: champion by the end of the year. That's just the ultimate feeling, folks. So, Wardlow, yes. I'm not so sure about world champion if Hangman Page is still around and still has a say because, you know, they've got a lot of people gunning for that thing. Sammy Guevara, Kirk Jericho, maybe. Adam Hager, Cole. Card. You got a lot of names on that list, my friend.
2: But that is but but that is my full prediction by the end of the year. Warmo becomes world champion by the end of the year. I'm not disputing that. I'm just... Hold
1: on, folks. Boy, it's only really fun. Fun, fun. Folks, oh, I had to rearrange, but <clears throat> Alright, moving forward on the card We have Chris Jericho And the meeting Of the Inner Circle I gotta say one thing Please quit beating that Into the ground Although it did gain some great attention Because the Inner Circle used to be a thing When AEW first started in 2019 just saying Chris Jericho I'm I'm
2: personally excited on where Santana and Ortiz go from here.
1: I think they forget though that you know the saying, "Don't bite the hand that feeds you." And Jericho gave them a very valid point. Maybe I brought the wrong members from LAX. I fucking love that AEW does not hold back when they are having a bringing up the past. Oh my Especially god! Yes,
2: and it was hilarious. Those of because... don't know, don't know, the original members of LAX were Hernandez and Homicide, and Eddie Kingston and Homicide are like blood brothers, like not literally but figuratively, they are like super duper close. Well, well so, I'm trying... so so in TK's well, case, case, it wouldn't be too long that I could see Eddie Kingston and Lieutenant Ortiz be a faction. Like a, middle,
1: like a little... Trailer. Yeah, so that part, folks, wasn't... It wasn't terrible. It was basically a filler for time because later on that night, you had a qualified... Sammy Guevara, God love that dude. You know, like, at least Sammy kept it real. He was like, you know what, for now, I'm just stepping away. <clears throat> so that was a beautiful send-off for the inner circle. Hager just stood there quiet... Uh, chatting it up, and, you know, essentially, what I'm going to tell you is, folks, it's genius to have, you know, bunch of stories that actually make sense, and actually fans can follow and not be like, what the fuck did we just watch? So, that being said, let's see here, the next qualifying match, let's see here, Mm mm-hmm, Isaiah Cassidy versus The Man, who I did not see coming to – well, he said he was good. He signed with AEW. Didn't know he was going to be this match. It was kind of like a birthday surprise. So, he just got married last week.
2: So, I mean, Sven just got married last week. So, I mean, this could be a hell of a way, not only for you to make your debut in AEW, but also come back. As limitless. As limitless. Keith. Lee. Was, well Not the bear it, cat. We get the real one.
1: Well, also on that side note, my part, like my partner in crime dude. So Keith Lee looked like he did when I saw him essentially okay. Before like Eddie Volve and also when she's listening to Yeah, I mean, dude, that was the badass match where, like, I think it was him versus Chris Hero, right? Yep, and and I think two of the ropes broke. (laughs) (laughs) The the crowd, if I remember correctly, not to go completely off-subject here, but it is still sundering around Keith Lee. Uh, (laughs) Fuck these ropes is what Keith Lee said out of pure, utter frustration, man. You letting this man actually work? Uh, that's the godsend for wrestlers, right? You let, well, you know, you let us, or I'm not a wrestler, but I'm a manager, but you let us feel organic, the organic feel where you just fucking feel it. That's what he was tonight. Keith Lee basically destroyed Private Party. He destroyed him. And all I can say is when Keith Lee powerbombed, uh, Homeboy on top of, no! yep, my sentiment exactly. Yep, I agree to that. So, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Britt Baker's relationship or business partnership explained the hype video for her and Thunder Rosa. I'm not quite sure how to feel about that one. I hope to God Mercedes Martinez is, um, they have a no-DQ match. So, So remember the
2: last no-DQ match that Thunder Rosa was at?
1: Yeah, Britt Baker was a bloody fucking mess.
2: So what do you think going to happen when Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez are going to kill each other next week?
1: Dude, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> a fucking bloodbath. I swear on all that is heaven decent. If you think that these women are not going to put on a show, I mean, they're going to bleed worse than when Beulah McGillicuddy beat the ever-living shit out of Bill Alfonso, and Alfonso lost more than a pint of blood. So, just saying, in a long, roundabout, brian Railsy way,
0: <sighs>
1: Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez are going to beat the ever-living stuffing out of each other. There. I there, heard. G-Fo? Yeah. It's going to be a brawl, dude. And to think that Britt Baker and her cohorts... Are going to get involved because you can see that coming. You can, it's inevitable. Britt Baker, but Thunder Rosa backups. I don't know who they may be, but I do know that Thunder Rosa does have friends. So we'll see, folks. We'll see.
0: Um, Thunder has that, a lot I, of
1: friends. Yes, she does. So Sammy Guevara had a moment. Like when he comes out and he does these really cool cue cards. And the messages that were on the cue cards were basically saying, I'm going to, like, despite all the distractions in the inner circle, I'm the TNT champion, or undisputed TNT champion, my bad, to clarify, folks. And he said, I may, you know, want to challenge Darby Allen right now. I want to uh, fight Keith Lee someday. Fucking love. That's not even getting on a microphone and still getting the message across, Bro. Oh, happy day. That was but
0: beautiful. Also he
2: is But also he is awaiting the – so it's pretty much the Revolution Ladder Match is not for a future world title shot. That's for a future TNT title shot. So whoever wins that ladder match is going to be fighting Sammy Guevara for that TNT championship.
1: Doug, no, you know what's great about Sammy Guevara is like cutters all day, every day. I don't care if you don't like uh, – RKO's out of nowhere. It's cutters all day, every day with Sammy Guevara. And the, that dude and Cody Rhodes put on one hell of a ladder. Ma- Speaking of ladder matches, so we'll go back a little bit. Uh, his match two weeks ago on Dynamite with Cody Rhodes, uh, or three, four weeks ago, my bad, was nothing. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. It, the cutter off the ladder, the cutter uh, where he leaped and corkscrewed, You want to talk about athleticism? Sammy Guevara... the cutter
2: of all cutters.
1: Yes, and I was like, dude, you cannot coach that charisma. You just can't. And so, anyways, moving on from the cue card section with Sammy Guevara, which was amazing. Let's see here. I think this should have been main event worthy. It was a segue, though, because you had a Texas death match, which was the main event between... Hangman Page, Page and Lance uh, uh, Archer. But I'll
0: get
2: to that band.
1: But before but before all that, so we had him Punk of all people, dude. Of all the fuckers in the back of the locker room, you pick the one dude who literally has no friends. And, and it's because he doesn't want any friends, but if he has a common enemy as he once always said as John Moxley, him and John Moxley versus FTR, you couldn't – a doomsday device. A doomsday device. A shatter wow. machine. Yeah, a shatter well, machine. shatter
2: machine. We call it AW but we still call it shatter machine. Uh, the Spike pile driver. I mean, also, like, it's like CM Punk and John Moxley were, like, meant to be a tag team because those two look like they have, like, never worked together Ever. Everything was so fluent.
1: Well, dude, it was just so cool because you think, oh, that's got to be over at this point. Oh, that's got to be over at that point. After the Doomsday device, if we're going into specifics of finishing maneuvers of of past and, you know, tag teams that just romp through everybody, Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, same thing, same team, different name, different eras. But uh, they have a brainbuster done and different you kick companies. out of that,
2: huh? Different companies,
1: as different well. companies. But I mean, you're in the elite cross, you know, crosshairs of like doing having. Let's see, you're Tully Blanchard. I'm not surprised that fuck got involved in that. Sorry, Tully, I respect you, but Jesus Christ, you need to quit getting involved, just like Jake the Snake dudes I know you got an itch to get back involved in the ring but fucking shit could you please for the love of God just stand behind your your talent and not get involved if you do maybe like a cheese corny you know manager spot where yes you get involved but shouldn't I'm glad
0: that I'm well, forever talk effort. about
2: Jake in a minute Well, yeah, let's but talk about Jake thing. in a minute oh, because but, but I want to get to that
1: Yeah. Anyway, so as I continue I'm getting It totally gets involved And it's like Dude No And then there's a double pin By Moxley And Punk Which was magic They build The crescendo In that match Man Was by far Like this should have been Close to the main event Not whatever the fuck they had You know prior to that But let me see here Ah uh, yes Jungle Boy And Actually, before that, there was the Colter or, or you yeah, know, the Brandon, uh, no, Jade Cargill versus uh, AQA. AQA. Uh, AQA, AQA. Kind of, you know what, dude? I noticed something. This can sound a Cameron Brene and her could be twins. Yep. I <laughs> mean, they look, y'all look very, okay, you, Yali, and, and Cameron Brene. Not trying to be mean. Y'all could be triplets, okay? but that just crossed my mind i was like what is Brene doing in or no what is uh god i'm sorry I'm using your non-gimmick name my my apologies she's like what the hell dude well <laughs> you guys look alike like even the face like seriously
0: but, and also, probably...
2: but also look at who trained aqa versus who trained jay cargo well booker t
1: trained aqa he did actually aqa, AQA. AQA. Yeah, Jade was so, through
2: the <laughs> Jade was the Nightmare Factor, primarily QT Marshall, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, but she's still that fluent like AQA is because she actually she, she she's been on the team for five years. I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, yes, but like, see, the thing is, AQA, when you look at her and she almost <laughs> came up with the TBS Championship, I'm thinking. Wow, man. Jade's strength basically got her through, but okay, cool, whatever. So um, that were, you know, let me just play my sentiment as I met since it was kind of shit-tastic in some spots. It was not too bad, but, but you know what? Jade, you're great. You will get, you know, I'm, I can't say anything because I'm not in the ring. I'm not anybody, but a, according to somebody, a sip of coffee. But I do know that this she's gonna jade's gonna be really good, man she's gonna be good, so but uh sorry, I have to do this to you uh your match wasn't terrible, but it
0: just
1: <sighs> it was cold, it was not anything interesting, and we knew she was gonna win AQA basically kinda flubbed up a little bit, but shoot her shooting star press was amazing. And the match, though, was jaded. And so moving forward, folks, Jungle Boy talks about what the Gun Club did in the hype video, attacked him in Chicago. I, you know, for a future opportunity, right, for a future opportunity at the AEW World Tag Team Championships, I'm not so sure this is a bad match, but it was kind of funny at the end of that promo that Billy Gunn takes a shot and goes, at WWE, and goes, if you're going to go a little old school with this, if you're not done with that, then we got two words for you. I mean, like, future champs. And I just, that was clever. Was a clever way to end this shit, but um, not really... I don't have any vested interest in that for some weird reason. I don't care. Triceratops kind of ever since that you know elbow drop went terrible on the table. No thanks. Wouldn't want to try working that big bastard anytime soon. No offense, dude. Um, (laughs) And he'll probably say none taken. You fat little fuck. Anyways, anyways. I digress, but, you know, what's well, new, Pussycat? Um, moving forward past that, after the fucking promo, uh, here we go. Main event, Texas Deathmatch Hangman Page versus Lance Archer. Holy shit. Let's do a little,
2: do actually, a little, actually, a little preface to this. First of all, we did miss one thing, but we'll get back to we'll circle back to that after this. But, but the thing is, Lance Archer has a fantastic record when it comes to death, Texas Death Matches. He defeated he won his last one against John Moxley to take the IWGP US title away from John Moxley. But the thing is, the thing is this one was as brutal as the one I saw against Moxley in Japan. And especially when he start in the back and he get thrown through a pane of glass at the beginning of the match. It's like it's like literally Lance Archer is like a walking like a
1: walking titan. This dude is like indestructible son of a bitch. Like, Kingman Page starts off the match fucking hot, you know, by throwing him through a pane of glass, and he's they're walking through the backstage area, and they come out the curtain, they're beating the – you know, dude, I'm not going to take away the mystique of the match by talking, you know, Wrestle speak here, but uh, I have a feeling Lance Archer was the one that suggested most of the shit, and then Hangman Page just piggybacked and said, all right, man, this is what we're going to do. You know, and they you know they go back and forth and discuss what the fuck death matches are kind of like an art form it or you know for me it's gotta have a certain flavor to it it's uh this this match match, is right up my alley yeah, so it's just like uh, my partner in crime is in a death match aficionado, this is his thing um. I don't care for death matches in some aspects. I do think it is still wrestling, you know, and I do think that it is an art form. Yeah, you're But you and I are. both agree. You and I both agree
2: because you and I have been to shows that feature death matches. For example, the Wrestling Revolver. We've been to a couple of those shows that have tubes and stuff involved. Uh, we've been to Pancakes and Power Drive where there's two where there's like tubes involved. But the thing about it too, this match. But also, you and I both agree, death matches are fine as if they're done correctly. Like, like there's a story to go with it. This match was nothing short of a freaking brutal war.
1: Okay, when you see Lance Archer take the steel and with Hangman Page's blood. Bleh, how about the choke slam onto the freaking,
2: like, from the ring down the stairs? Or was that, yeah, the, see, was that the, or the blackout, whatever he called it? One of um, those. Racies. The reverse like razor's edge. Yeah, that thing. I forgot what he called yeah, it. I think it's, like, blackout or something.
1: It's, it's blackout, yes, you are correct. Um, I would say that he took care of Hangman Page. I mean, those two probably trust each other with their lives. You kind of have to when you're That's wrestling like a match. Yep. And let me tell you, dude, that, that,
0: that was hurt. I guarantee
2: you, he's going to be feeling, I bet you Adam Page is feeling that today and he'll probably feel it tomorrow too.
1: They'll probably both be feeling that shit mean light tubes, fucking steel pokes, you sick fucks, you two. I'm sorry, but death matches ECW ain't got I mean, they kinda of, they still do. But the one person that I would love to see involved in one of them ain't exactly the guy you want to bring out of the woodwork to do it. Nick Gage. I can imagine if that sick dude was involved in this match, we might be seeing a new AEW world champion. Yeah. That but thought,
2: that's just that. But that's just that. But let's talk about Jake Roberts because I know you were talking about this earlier. But let's get to this now. It was cool. Hey. I mean, I understand I understand with Lance Archer, that's his manager, that's his dude. Dan Lambert didn't even need to be involved in this freaking storyline to begin because 'cause I'm I know Dan Lambert's like the reincarnated Jim Cornette but with less with less I don't know, like the less, the um, actually, I'm a presence of Jim Cornette, but, but he, but like actually, um, but Dan Lambert, I will admit, can talk on the stick. no problem, but Jake Roberts, the guy I was named after, so I kept, I kept the tradition, and, and you know why, but as much I wanted to see. Okay. I wanted to see him hit that DDT for the first time in, like, almost 10, 15, 20 years. I just want to see it once, just once.
1: He's going to hit the DDT, all right, it's going to be Lance Archer. I can tell you, from experience of watching Jake, since his very, you know, first shit, you know, in the 80s, I wasn't old enough to remember, but Jake the Snake Roberts is not... You know a people pleaser And he sure as hell Is what you call a snake in the grass When it comes to wrestling because A you master psychologist in- Well yes he is a master Of psychology and wrestling But I'm telling you is Lance Archer You done messed up my man You did not let Jake do his thing Looks fine You didn't want to get him hurt Whatever Jake was fucking livid he goes all right fine fuck it you have this match ended with a ko (laughs) from hangman and you have to admit you
2: have to admit that buckshot lariat that freaking adam page hit off the back of the freaking official was pretty damn cool
1: i mean all i can tell you this match i can now see why this was the main event at first i was thinking why did they not I, you know, they had to put this, like, okay, cool, they took a seat to, you know, they have to put a death match in the main event, I completely forgot about it, I was like, uh, okay, now I see why they put this as the main event, because the story would not, or the night would not make sense to end it on a tag match with no blood, and you know how bloodthirsty Atlantic City is,
2: well, sure, but but the three
1: things about AEW.
2: One, when will we see MJF versus CM Punk 2?
1: I think they're going to save it for Revolution.
2: Number two, when do we see Jay White get in the ring for AEW?
1: Yeah. Might not see that for a while, too. I mean, they might, you know. Because
0: he,
2: he debuted last week.
1: He debuted this like, week. I mean, he yes, he debuted. He basically beat the ever living crap out of you know BTE. So it's like mm, no. And he three. Made,
2: and three. Question. So so it's not just that. With AEW, what do you give? Like a scale from one to ten. How. Uh, how much did you like the episode this week?
1: Did I give it a, a 12 because it's like they had the right amount of fillers. They had some dead moments, maybe one or two dead, dull moments. Like the Serena Deev squash is kind of fucked. You know what they're building that to. You know when a certain someone comes back, that she's going, to, you know, feud with Serena Deev even further because. I think at one point, AEW was keeping track of her victories, so we all know that was a, you know, I give AEW props, because it was doing something that NXT used to do for an audience, doing what SmackDown Live that I've never liked Raw, ever, until it was back to, you know, probably the last Raw that I ever paid attention to, who, let's see, When Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all these wonderful non-PG stories like when Shane McMahon had jumper cables hooked up to his balls by Kane. That was fucking interesting and entertaining and it was controversial, yes. Is it funny? Yes. Was it wrong? Yes. What I'm getting at, folks, is AEW basically put together what WWE fails to put together sometimes. Actually, majority of the time, it's very hard to get through three hours of programming, and also now it's Smackdown's kind of okay, but not where it used to be back in two thousand sixteen to about nineteen and then the pandemic occurred, so it was hard to pay attention so yeah i I give that show this week a twelve over ten because it exceeded expectations for the audience Uh, it made sure that the audience was highly visibly entertained and three this shit feels real because it's not force fed down your throat about what a wrestler is supposed to sound like and make it sound like you're angry man give it some emotion I have a fucking feeling that's what rehearsal is like in WWE um you know today you're gonna go over uh the mid and Maurice uh you know edge and Beth you're uh, gonna blah blah blah, and they're all probably laughing it up and having a good time. just saying folks, I'm not trying to go completely off uh subject here, but it you know the difference between two sides and they totally take jabs at each other because they're actual friends in real life, but dude, I've been noticing m j f You know, and that little tidbit with The Miz and him being referenced to him by Edge. It's like, on another show, you're getting mentioned. It's like, please just mention the name. Please just mention the name. God damn it. I want to see another, you know, DX-style invasion. I don't give a fuck. I think that's
2: every fan's wet dream was to have an AEW versus WWE Survivor Series.
1: You know but what? They broke what the fourth million wall million. with Impact. Why the fuck not?
2: I'd much rather have an AEW versus Impact style Survivor Series show.
1: Well, dude, it. you know that the minute AEW comes under the turn for WWE, you know what's going to happen. Okay, we're going to give it the Invasion 2001 angle because Bruce Pritchard cannot think outside the box when it comes to... He's like, I've done this for 40 years. even said it on Dark Side of the Ring. I guarantee you, the creative conversation between Tony Khan and Nick Khan is not going to be the greatest. It's going to sound something like this. Okay, we'll give you guys this, but we won't give you guys that. And the fans are going to boo the ever, probably going to boo the ever-living shit out of that Survivor Series. Do you know why? MJF on one team and the Pinnacle versus The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Let me see who else would match up with them. You want FTR to go against the Usos? Like, honestly, yo, I'm just putting together First scenarios. Uh-huh. And I'm just saying that is the worst scenario ever possible that I could ever think of. And people are going to say, well, why not AEW? Why not uh, WWE combo? I can give you the real on
2: that. Because the only match I think I would want to see at uh, the entire AEW I want to see the four Bullet Club leaders be in a match against each other. Like, I want to see AJ and Balor be a team versus Omega and Cole.
1: Holy shit, you want to see points?
2: That's the only match I would want to see out of everything. I wouldn't care about anything else. I just want cool. to see who. Well either that or do a fatal four-way between the four and see who's the better, see who who's the rightful
1: person of Bullet Club. You know, I've been wanting to. I've been dying to see this rematch: AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sammy Guevara versus. Let's see who else I can think of. Whose name can I pull out of the hat that would make a great, great intercontinental championship ladder match? we let me think on that one, shall we, folks? Seeing as how Christian Red Dragon versus how about Red Dragon versus the the New Day? Oh wow! A
2: Red Dragon versus the
1: versus the ethos. Well, I would say Alistair Black versus Bray Wyatt, or Malachi Black. But versus, but, but Bray's no or, longer could
2: or, or we could do or we could do uh, what do we call it? The Bucks versus the Usos. We could do. We could do. We the could do FTR. Versus the versus
1: vers-
2: we could do FTR versus the New Day, which we've seen. Uh, we could do. Um, uh, I think the only team I would probably bring up is I'd bring up MSK, come up and fight Red Dragon or something. That's probably what I would do. Um, uh, how
1: about How about this though? If you not Tag teams, dude. I want to see this matchup. And I know y'all are going to hate me for saying this. The acclaimed versus the three prophets versus the new day
0: <laughs>
1: versus, versus crime party. time. If,
2: if, uh, if Shad was still alive,
1: I would see crime time button that. That'd be a great <laughs> mix matchup. But I'm saying, yo, oh, by the way. If we haven't already said it here on Wrestle Radio Network, uh, let's see here. it is Black History Month, so not just off that, but just random, you know, happy Black History Month, you know, keep it strong, keep the history alive, study it, learn it. Don't forget it. This is a message from WrestleRadio Network. You can catch some of the artwork that has been shown on the Instagram to kick off Black History Month it shows a great collage of all Wonderful talent that has passed, you know, through the years, past and present, so keep it alive So yes, Fantasy Warfare is what we're discussing now, folks, totally in the random, this is a brand, brand new, you know, feel for the episode We're not going to go off a format that will bore people to fucking tears No offense, those days are long gone And by the way, this is a PSA This show is no longer going to be a dual conversation Between two people. No, sir. We will be having guests on the show. Okay. It may take a minute. All right. But we will be having names. We don't know who, but we will be having names. And trust me, it is nice to have other people conversating with one another versus just a, you know, a seven-month fucking conversation that leads to practically nowhere.
2: But also, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear this too from my my mouth to your guys' ears. This is this is full time. We're back. I'm not leaving again. Oh
1: so, no. So,
2: so so what's about to happen is that right now I'm back as the one who runs who, who helps guide the ship while B-Train or Brian Rails uh, he will be back doing what he did best which was social media making everything was all good making big ball and stuff. I'm taking care of everything else. See folks.
1: So so this is what a expect, well-oiled machine sounds like.
2: Expect it may not be right now but I'm going to guarantee you that after Wrestlemania this year We'll we'll be back to having guests on, not every week, but every week, if I can get them back. So, stay tuned. Just bear with us. Stay tuned.
1: To the listeners in Japan, my apologies for the constant overdrive of, you know, the content that you already see, hear about, and are portrayed by an MPJW. We love you. Um, but we will do a better you know, better job at presenting our perception of your guys' town, and not just MPJW, but um we're not gonna cover all of Japan that's too much. But
0: New we want Japan you to
2: know, Noah, yeah. stardom. I've We've been. I've been venturing more into Noah Stardom, Big Japan, pretty much everything that's in Japan will be getting talked about.
1: So Japan soon we'll have a show just for you. So that's that's what's on you know, the agenda tonight. Tonight was kind of a freeform night, folks. It wasn't, you know. I hate this, I dislike this, you're wrong, you're right it's not That's not a wrestling podcast, okay A wrestling podcast is two you know people with do different viewpoints, but you know same common theme, which is we're this is the wrestle Radio network uh, mission statement that I would like to read, if you will, because I believe. That it should be read, and it has been since 2016, since I've been on the show. So, uh, let's see here. We hear it says, Wrestle Radio Network is a wrestling podcast established in 2011, founded by Jake Ryan. Taken over by yours truly, but now back together with Jake Ryan, you know, since I was afforded the opportunity in March 7, 2016. Since the revamp of WrestleRadio Network has occurred, we are both back at WrestleRadio Network and will allow guests to feel a sense of welcome and the feeling of, I had a good time, man. I'd love to come on this show again. When on air, Wrestle Radio Network allows their guests to have any kind of say, as long as it is within the lines and confines. Of appropriateness Meaning you can say Whatever the hell you want So long as it's not Attacking another promotion And it's not Legit heat Between you two If you know Do not air All your grievances up, Please keep it professional Also If you are A wrestler Manager or referee Feel free to message us Directly on Facebook On the personal Facebook And also on The actual page itself If we get back to you In a later time We apologize but Wrestle Radio Network's main mission and goal of 2022 is to not only present professional wrestling, but to give you guys a brand new look of what Wrestle Radio Network is going to be. All right? But I'm going to tell you this.
2: It's not going to be the last four years of shenanigans. Nope. No. It's going to go back to the original way where where guests are here we have a nice chat speaking of which Uh, april 16th is the wrestling revolver oh yeah i i may or may not i'm this is i'm dropping one bombshell right now i'm giving you guys a whole month in advance on that month and a half on this i may or may not have already lined up a guest for week of the wrestling revolver show.
0: Oh, I'm gonna cool.
2: leave that there. Sweet. I'm gonna leave it right there.
1: <laughs> We're gonna do it the old school way, aren't we, partner? I love it. I love being see this is what I told him. I love not knowing who or what's gonna happen. That's the beauty that's what wrestling no matter if you're a podcast or not, that's what wrestling should be. You shouldn't know. If you do, whatever. Actually,
2: actually, two guests. i oh, just wow. one.
1: Two. Hmm. At least when I'm thinking of the Revolver roster right now, and I don't think they're, they may or may not still be aligned with Sammy. I don't know. That's them, not us. So I'm going to leave it at but, that. But
2: I'm going to at least tell you this. One might be an AEW
1: star oh, yeah. currently. Wow, that leaves a whole slew of people that I can think of in my head, but I don't know who, so, you know, all right, so I, essentially, folks, am going to currently speak to you, if you will, in a language here that anybody and everybody can understand, and my friend, my long-time friend, even though we didn't maybe talk to each other every once in a while in the last four years, uh, This is an ode to you. Okay, I'm gonna talk to you directly more about what's currently going on with me because I feel like this is real. Okay. Wait, 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 wait.
2: Are we about to do what I think you're about to do? Yep. Ladies and um, wait, wait. May I have the honors?
1: Yeah, go ahead, man.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, preferably in the mature area, it's been four years since I've had the honor and distinct pleasure of introducing this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, and it's the time that you guys have been waiting for. It is the return of the real version of Off the Rails Before we with get
0: this-
2: yeah. the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian B-Train Rails.
0: Hmm.
1: I respect this booker, man. Trust me. All right, so we've got a new little twist to this, friend, since you haven't been on the show for four years. I've added a little disclaimer so that no asshole decides to take it. Wink, wink. The following content presented on this Pro Wrestling Podcast Wrestle Radio Network profile belongs to the owner and creator of said content, explicit content, Brian Frickin' Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media, all content is preceded by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. Hmm. All Rights Reserved, Wrestle Radio Network 2022. So I'm going to speak right down to you all and partner in crime in a language here that everyone can easily understand. Yeah. Maestro, if you would, please.
2: And during the moment that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody
0: here can easily understand. <laughs>
1: This party kicked off, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm still going to speak from where I haven't spoken from in a long, long, long time. Allow me, because, you know, I I can bullet point this shit. I can say it from the heart. I can basically hit every point that I want to hit. So to start off the show um, with Jake is something special to me. I've had three actually let's see here. One, two, yeah, three other co hosts that I can think of that, you know, are you know in their own regard they added a little new flavor you know, to me. But uh, you know, his thing. <laughs> you can't change somebody or put them into plexiglass so, um, let me see here. Getting messages on the Instagram already? Holy shit. Allow me to continue. When you have people that give you a sense of purpose, a sense of, yeah, this is fun. It makes things a whole lot easier. It makes things easier to, you know, for, it makes things a whole lot better for me to get through the goddamn shit so allow me to speak right directly to the person who basically spent seven months conversing nothing but what I like, dislike you need to be here, you need to be there you cannot put someone in a fucking box I already said that cannot keep them held down you gotta let me roam man that's my fucking gimmick If you don't let me out of the box, then you never experience the wonderful adventure of random tangents. Okay? Tangents that eventually circle back to a fucking point. To where audiences fell in love with the show. Do you know why? Because you don't know. But, uh, you know, the co-host is probably going to... He said he just... uh, for me that he has to go take care Of business partner but I got this I got the rest of this you know Thank you for uh, joining back me. We'll be back next Thursday
2: Always bro Always I am back Back in the saddle ready to go with you So I'll see you guys all next week
1: Alright so that was Jake Ryan folks Signing off from Wrestle Radio Network I do have 40 minutes To continue on So in other words Brand new Well, familiar voice allows me to feel at home, allows me to carry on with the show, allows me to make valid points. You know, there's one thing I learned. It's, man, it feels great to finally be let loose off the leash, off the fucking rails. You cannot ever in this world, especially professional wrestling, unless you are a booker, unless you are a producer, please do not tell talent how they should feel, please let them do their thing, me doing my thing for six years kind of been up and down, especially doing this show alone, four years without Jake was definitely different, it was definitely eye-opening. So, I got to say, man, it feels great because professional wrestling, for me, in this role, as a podcast host, it varies. Sometimes you love wrestling, sometimes you hate it. Sometimes you really don't feel like reporting it, and sometimes it is what it is. Because, you know, professional wrestling is always going to constantly evolve. It's always going to make you hate it. It's always going to make you. It's like a fucking marriage. You argue about it. You agree on certain things. You want to turn it off because a certain something happens. But then you end up turning it back on. Because it's your therapy. It's my therapy. It's a lot of wrestling fans therapy. A lot is going to change. I feel a lot looser. I feel a lot better. Um, Let's see here. I'm not, you know, breaking out in the hives due to stress. And actually, you know what? I'm feeling like I can get to where I need to get got a brand new camera got a YouTube channel that I need to uh I need to keep up with, I need social media to keep growing and doing better and getting more more audiences, uh more audience involvement. That'll come in time. So what is the point for tonight's Off the Rails? What are the points that I want to hit on? Don't ever let anyone discourage you, on with what you're doing as long as it's within reason. Make sure that if you own a show or own something, be open to suggestions. (laughs) I'm just listing off some of the shit that I wrote down. Be open to suggestions, and if that person turns around later and says you were never open to suggestions, you can tell where to shove it and blow it out of. Oh, and three. For the first time in a while, I've been religiously watching something, and it's wrestling related. AEW is what NXT used to do for me and a friend. AEW is doing what WWE is not doing. Yeah, they're selling stuff still in the shop, but their TV is very sporadic. It's like, who is the surprise appearances that are going to give WWE that oomph? Am I changing my tune? No. I still like WWE. It's just I wish they could... Upon certain things And speaking of that Rousey helped improve The women's division Lesnar and Roman Reigns Keep this ship afloat Instead of sinking Oh yeah You want to know what WWE can improve on Let them talk Let them literally say how they feel As long as it's within confines of, this is who, this is how I feel, this is what I say on the microphone, some people need direction, some people don't, you either have it or you don't, and it's very simple, you want to entertain an audience that's very hard to please, find a big name from Japan Find someone from Impact that you can convince to wrestle for you every once in a great blue moon. Oh, and two. WrestleMania is two nights, right? I'm hoping and praying that Granny and I and others that are going on this trip don't have a time that's going to be like, I want her to go, hell yeah, that was great. I and others, not just... Anyways. Anyways. Wrestling should be looked at from a lot of different perspectives. It shouldn't just be... I think this is the way that, you know wrestling is now. It's very vanilla, or it's this, that, the other. Wrestling is wrestling. It's always been a form of entertainment. It's always been interpreted in many different kinds of ways. You can't just put it in the jar and squeeze the lid and say that's wrestling and Then you're missing the fucking boat And like I said before man Some people get it Some people don't I am one of those people that probably needs a lot of work You know If I ever got back involved Which is probably least likely But Wrestling now, wow, if it wasn't for AEW or WWE, probably don't know what I'd be doing. Watching the NFL when it's, you know, season begins and ends and watching baseball or anything sports related. Maybe I could have done a podcast on the NHL or the MLB walkout, but this is a wrestling show, damn it. We talk anything and everything professional wrestling, which was the main creep of wrestle radio network to begin with so in other words wrestling isn't just one particular dimension of watching it's also not one particular uh mode of thinking i know a wise man once said it's how well you serve your audience what what does the audience in said region want how well are you working For your audience and just here now I'm like Wrestling ah man You don't know what you're talking about Uh, Fans You don't know what you're talking about I'm sorry I know what I like So uh, anyways As I was saying I may not be the guy you go to when it comes to like, hey, how do I, you know, get to NXT? How do I how do I do better on a promo? I'm not that guy. Ask me on Instagram like the one guy I just asked before Jake went off air. Go to Monster Factory. Go to a wrestling school. Learn from Booker T. Learn from a credible name, okay? Learn from a credible name that will help train you guys like Tim Rockwell, guys like Danny Cage, guys like Luke Cage or Luke Hawks my bad, sorry. Train with those guys and you'll go far. Speaking of wrestling training, for those of you interested in becoming a professional wrestler and you want to know where Matt Riddle or Seamus or Tammy Lynn Stitch or Chris Candido or Balls Mahoney or the list goes on and on, Mosh and Thrasher, the Headbangers, or uh, Damian Priest, came from, go to www.monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. Do not call at But You can call. The numbers located directly on the website. Monster Factory is located... In Paulsburg, New Jersey, for further inquiries about making your dream of becoming a professional wrestler, manager, referee, ring announcer, whatever the fuck you want to become, or whatever the hell you want to become, please message the site directly and call at certain times. Do not call during the day. That will not be a pleasant conversation. Um, and I mean that in the nicest way. Cage is an amazing man. If you learn from him, you will go far. He will promote the everling, not promote you, but he will help you get where you need to give you the tools. Learn. Monster Factory is an amazing place. Been there twice. Loved every minute of it. In one of his summer camps, just do it. Okay. Go learn. No matter, not just Monster Factory, but Monster Factory is one of the best. All right, none of the cheesy promotions. So <clears throat> Let's go back to my previous tangent of encouraging others. It's very nice uh to hear and words of wisdom, words of encouragement. Uh, if you ever have somebody that is experienced in some, not just in professional wrestling, in life in general, listen to them. They're trying to help. They're not trying to hurt. They're trying to help. Okay. Wrestling is not the easiest thing in the world to pursue. Trust me when I tell you this. It's very nice. When someone pushes you along and says, this is what I expect, and this is what I need. When it goes south is when that somebody tries to tell you, we're going to shorten the time, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I'm not going to hold back how I feel. I know it's not wise to stay in front of uh, a big name like Vince McMahon or Tony Khan or whatever, you know. But if you're not even on the grid as far as credibility goes, I will give you the time of day. I won't be a rude asshole. But if you try and take over something that I work really hard for and pay $39 a month, what I'm about to tell you is appreciate what you gave me, but I don't appreciate how me standing up for myself got looked at as bashing and lying about the situation, when in reality, dude, here's the thing. I'm not going to continuously talk about this. I'm going to nip it in the bud. Thank you for giving the show Structure. But I'm going to point something out. If Dave Letterman or Johnny Carson or Jay Leno or even Jimmy Kimmel Live goes without a guest, how long do you think that their shows would last? Let me just ask you that right now. How long do you think their shows would be intact on a network that's running in front of millions upon millions of people worldwide? 'cause it's late night television, right? We were sometimes a late night podcast. So to me, what I'm trying to say is thank you and thank God, you know, like we parted ways. It was some potico for about seven months and then I realized I started realizing I'm stressing before the show. That's not healthy. Uh breaking out into hives because I had to force my To get ready to prepare And that's like well that's normal That's great stress No it's not Also When I let go of certain things this year I realized I became a happier individual Because I didn't feel tied down I didn't feel restricted I felt there was more wiggle room with Jake coming back. So in other words, I had some realizations to look and reflect upon. Realizations like, man, I'm able to function. I'm able to get up. I'm able to feel motivated again. It's going to take some time to feel even more motivated, but... um feels great you know that feeling when you get off work you clock out you go home you turn on the tube of whatever you want to watch you 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 know put some ice in the glass get some water you're just relaxing It's a very relaxing feeling to know that I can basically talk and act how I want to you know not act but talk in Just be in the moment. Say how I really feel with merit, with confidence, and with validation. No, this is not some prepared speech. This is from, if you see me, I'm pointing at my heart. This is from the heart. Okay. And this is something that I've always wanted. Wanted. Love professional wrestling, and it should not feel like an assignment to report on it. Yes, Jake and I ripped WWE a new asshole. What's new, Pussycat? Somebody needs to tell the truth, all right? So, I got 24 minutes left, and I'm going to say the following. If you love something, go for it. If you're not feeling it, cut it short. Try it, but cut it short, because it ain't worth the fucking headache. It's not worth the fucking pain. It's not worth the breaking out into the hives, and feeling like your world is being clamped down on, and you're not feeling you're not feeling it anymore, dude. Not I didn't almost quit to answer that question. No, I did not almost quit. I just felt like fucking backing off for, like, home, taking, you know, a hiatus and being like, wait, hey, fine, no. And I would have said, by the way, you're not getting control of my show that I worked my ass out for, that I, when I, you know, $39 a month was kind of, you know, put me in a hole, but it is what it is, so. Anyways. I'm going to say, in closing, sometimes letting go is the best thing in the world. You know why? Because once you cut that string of restrictions and feeling let down and feeling stressed go, you end up being a much better person in the long run because you don't hold back. You let go. You let things out of the bag you let out how you feel don't necessarily do that at a job that's not suggested alright please don't do that at your job that's mm-mm. but in this type of atmosphere for Wrestle Radio Network the boys are back in town we're gonna be more organized next Thursday I'm not gonna be freelancing it okay and when we do have guests in April we'll make sure that our guests are taken care of and wanna come back and do the show again alright so, if you didn't like the good old Brian Rails or Jake Ryan had to say then we got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest. Got to wake up a butt crack of dawn. Thank you all for listening. Tokyo, Montreal, Germany, Ireland, Switzerland, Australia, whomever's listening to this crazy nonsense. Thank you all for tuning back in. Uh, we and Jake and I will uh, tune in next Thursday, right? Dig it.
0: Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of personality. I call some person now, a now.